Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Tommy Lank went from Hollywood sidekick to Instagram trash fashion superstar. Now he's sitting down with celebs in their own personal garbage and, well, they're going to talk trash. We should talk Trash. I collect it, I sort it, I count it, and I throw it in my trash can. Hi, it's me, Tommy Link, and you are listening to the Trash Cast. Woohoo! I have purchased myself a little tiny trash can, and it's going to be the tiny trash can of questions. And what I've done is I've taken some questions from you, the listeners, slash my uh, friends and, and viewers and subscribers on Instagram. My first question is from Leah Van Loon. Oh, I'm actually friends with this person. Oh. I met her in Paris. And she just screamed out at me, hey, you're Tommy Link. And I said, yes, please be my friend. And then she gave me a whole tour of Paris. So uh, Leah Van Loon wants to know, what is chewing the scenery? Ah, okay. I know what this is referencing. Okay. okay, I, I, I love me some trash TV, trash TV. Maybe that's a segment. <laughs> and uh, I this weekend was consuming the last season of Vikings on History Channel. I've watched all the previous seasons, and I had a little catching up to do. And Jonathan Rhys Myers is on the show, and. He, I just love – sometimes he talks normally like this, but when it's in for a close-up, he talks like this. I saw your story. Oh, <laughs> you are a prince of – you want to be a prince of the church. <laughs> and then sometimes when they yell, you know, I find that when people are yelling on camera, they, they're, they're not placing it in a safe place. They're doing it like this. <laughs> and it's, it damages the chords. I don't approve. Anyway, Jonathan Reese Myers was doing what I call chewing the scenery, and that means not necessarily overacting, but it can refer to that. Yes, yeah. But it does mean acting that is just huge, and you're just taking everything. You're doing such big acting that you're literally chewing the scenery up with your acting. I think that's sometimes that's fun to do, though. It is. I mean, some some acting. Sometimes you want to see that. If you go see a play, you want to see them just tear it up. If you're if you're watching, you know, a dramatic Shakespeare play, you want them to chew the scenery. But anyway, that's what he was doing on that show. But also that show. Let me just get into the Viking show. (laughs) I every time I watch a show, I have so many thoughts and feelings. One, where where in oldie times. Norway, were they getting the smoky eyeliner? Were they, you know, we never, we see it appear on their face when they go to battle, but we never see what they're using. Are they burning a piece of cork? Are they using mud? I just want to know what is facilitating this fierce smoky eye. (laughs) Also, who is, is there a a, a village barber? Who's doing all the men's fades? Everyone has, you know, crazy long braids on top of then a tight fade on the side. Uh, They don't have clippers back then, so I don't know. Logic check. Uh, Also, the scrape cuts, bruises, and scars are always placed in a very sexy place on the face, okay? (laughs) This is not just specific to this show. 
It is also on most shows. You know, if they if they get hit with a sword on a face, it's never sort of laterally in the middle of the face. It's always sort of asymmetrically placed across the eye or a sexy scar on one eyebrow, you know, under one eye. There's never, you know, you would probably lose your nose in a battle, right? <laughs> I would think so. The, the injuries he, are never just dead center in the middle of the face. Right, and just like just the tip of the blade scratched. Yeah, just, just, just barely to make it look kind of cool. Right. So I think we should really be going for realistic bruises where it's just like right in the middle of the lip. <laughs> just like under – like just like the full just center of the face has a bruise or maybe – on the, just middle of the forehead, like let's let's switch it up. Is all I'm saying. Sure. About the Vikings, also, um, like they never show a haircut in progress on that show, or the face tattoos. They all they just show up and they have a new episode. Up, oh, I got a face tattoo. But the, why is none of the drama ever taking place whilst they're getting a face tattoo? I would like to see that incorporated into the show. You have the same feeling that I have with superhero movies, where I want to see that scene where it takes them two hours to get into their costumes. Yeah, the awkward. Like sort I got to zip. You got to. Can you can you get the boot? You can't got, get into latex by yourself. No. It takes a lot of baby pa- powder and other humans involved. Right. Anyway, enough about my trash TV can of questions. My guest today is someone who I am friends with now, but basically I'm kind of obsessed with and didn't want him to know I'm a crazy fan. Michael Hitchcock. You have seen him on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Glee, all of my favorite Christopher Guest movies. He's been in uh, Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wind, uh, the, the one of the dog show. Why am I forgetting the dog show one? Best in uh, Best show. In show. Yeah. Oh, my God. He is so funny. And I'm annoyed and upset at how funny and amazing he is. So coming up after the break, I'm going to sit down and talk some trash with Michael Hitchcock. See you on the other side. And we're rolling. Hi, it's me, Tommy Link, and I'm sitting here with Michael Hitchcock. And uh, what you need to know is that there were donuts from yesterday left in the studio, and he he took one, um, and he cut it into a million pieces. No, he just cut it into five. It's sort of like a star-shaped explosion of a donut, plus two Werther's Originals that have been... Un- unsheathed and placed, and it's all placed on a napkin. I'm doing it so that people don't have to hear the candy unwrapping. <laughs> and I wish I would have cut up the donuts. I just kind of just grabbed it and broke it apart. You're very considerate. I love you're like, I don't want to crinkle, crinkle on this podcast. crinkle on the podcast. Look, it's not, we're not at, we're not watching cats. We're not at the theater. You can crinkle anytime right. you like here. Plus, it makes no sense because if I'm eating the whole time, that's even worse. But okay, I think we should I've, each take a bite of our donuts. Our Dale donuts. Yes. Yeah. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. It's hard. Mind. It's hard to say no to like one with chocolate with coconut on it because I like both. <sighs> donuts. Mm. Donuts are my favorite. Growing up, every Sunday we would go. I grew up in a place called Camarillo. We'd go to Rolling Pin Donuts down the street from where I lived. And that was mm. kind of like our church. <laughs> nice. Is that weird that I made it a religious thing? I have I have weird cravings, and for I would say a good year, I lived in the in the San Fernando Valley here in Los Angeles, 
and I went to Seven Eleven every day and bought Seven Eleven donuts. <laughs> so I didn't even go to the, like a a good place. Seven Eleven donuts. Seven Eleven, and then after that, I I went to AMPM uh, Mini Market, which is attached to a gas station, and I bought those little candy orange slices. <laughs> If you if you if you want to gain forty pounds quickly, buy uh, two for a dollar orange slices at AMPM. Okay. I guarantee you it'll work. Wow. Okay. And what was your donut of choice when you would go to Seven Eleven? Was it? Uh, it was probably something like what I'm eating now: chocolate with some coconut on, or sprinkles, or something. Do you like Do you like a cakey donut, or do you like the kind of those hollow ones? I kind of like them all. I can't. I, and honestly, I don't think Seven Eleven had a huge choice. And I also bought a huge, 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 like, you know, big gulp, too, of Diet Coke. So, yeah, it was not great. And, okay. And they knew my name. I mean, it was everything you I love you're, you're going hard on the donuts and the candied <laughs> orange slice things. But you're like, nope, Diet Coke. I'm going to keep it sensible. i got to keep it sensible. And then I also at one time had a gobstopper um, addiction. You know, gobstoppers, the candy gobstoppers. Everlasting gobstoppers? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like Willy Wonka. Like a jawbreaker? Yeah, they're jawbreakers. And I broke every filling in my <gasps> mouth and had to have every one of them replaced. So, so those gobstoppers cost me a couple grand. Wow. So yeah. you have a bit of a sweet tooth, we've just discovered. <laughs> yep. Okay. So when now on a movie set or TV show, there's the craft service table, uh-huh. which I got to look up again why it's called the craft service. It's just like, why isn't it called the hors d'oeuvres table or like the junk food table? Anyway, yeah. what's, what's your go-to when you, when you get there and you're hovering and you're not really hungry, but you're like, what do I want to eat? Probably something salty. But the very oh. first time I, the very first time I saw a craft service table, I couldn't believe it. It's all this free food. And I, that one was like a fancy one. And they had sushi. And they also had red. What? And they had red vines. And they had cupcakes and, you know, pretzels and that big barrel. And I took a little of everything. And then about an hour later, I got horrible diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) And that taught me a lesson to to maybe just do one at once. I, I don't need to mix sushi with... You know, with the red vines. Uh, can we call Hitchcock to set, please? Um, he's indisposed right yeah, now. He's down the Well, down I'm going to blame it on the craft service table sushi. <laughs> it's all that free stuff. It, no, it's because yeah. did you eat the sushi? I did. I okay, did eat the well, sushi. Well, there I solved the mystery right there. Like, never eat sushi no. that's been sitting out on a table. Never. Yeah. Don't. I. Uh, every time I've ever gotten super sick, it's from. Like sushi that's on a platter. Like <laughs> one time at the Gay and Lesbian Center. So I I highly recommend don't eat sushi there. Because okay, I sushi. that one time I projectile vomited. What? What? <laughs> and then the another Gay just I just I didn't barf there. I barfed later. But um, I don't blame it on them. It was just it. I don't know. And then I had it at one of these. I got it like half price at another place. And don't buy half price. Sushi, that's a bad idea, which I learned. And then the other time, when I was in college, for some reason, one time I drank green Kool-Aid and ate radishes, and that made me projectile vomit. So I don't, I don't recommend that combination either. Okay. I'm learning so much about you. I know. Right. We should be on a cooking channel. That's where we should be. I don't know why this now, isn't. Like... I'm going to recommend that you never go to a buffet. Do not go to Las Vegas. 
My, I, because yeah. I don't I, I'm, I'm concerned, too greedy. I'm concerned for your safety <laughs> at a buffet. Also, by the way, I'm buffets really stress me out. It's like you just pick a bunch of things that don't go together. You, you fill up on things you shouldn't like bread. Like I forget to go for the expensive stuff, which is like the yeah. meat. Um, and but, you also feel like you paid all that money. You're going to get your money's worth. So you really overdo yeah, it. Yeah. At least I do. And then I, even here, it's like I, I'm not a huge fan of Werther's. <laughs> But they were sitting on the counter outside the little were, studio, they're and they're free. free. So I decided I'm going to have oh. a couple of them, and why not? Just live a little in life. Yeah. Now, now speaking of uh, <laughs> getting sick, we did a movie together this summer called Barb and Stars. Sorry, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. I can't remember. Did you get? Uh, we filmed in uh, in Mexico and Cancun. That's and, right. Uh, a lot starring, of people, who should we say who's starring in it? Yeah, Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig and Annie and, Mumolo. And, and Jamie, Jamie Dornan. Dornan. And uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Yes. Oh. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. It comes out next year, I think. So, two, 2020 in July-ish, yeah, I think. Oh, I heard October, but maybe you know better. A lot of people <laughs> got sick while we were there. Um, did you have any? No. No. I okay, get... I love that you get you at the Gay and Lesbian <laughs> Center. You project how vomited, but as everyone, I didn't do it there. I did it <laughs> oh, later. I just ate the sushi there. Okay, but when we we're in the place where literally everyone on the crew was sick, uh, you're like, nope, I'm yeah, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I did. I did great. Yeah. No, I didn't. I did not. Did you? No. But everything, yeah, I think Cancun was pretty good. I think Mexico City is where people, yeah, they they, had... they filmed Mexico City, Cancun, and then Albuquerque, I think, three different places. Yeah, I got to go, I did my last day in Albuquerque. Yeah. Which I, the funny thing was that in, in Cancun, it was so, it was so hot, the extras were just passing out. Literally. Because right we were filming oh, on the yeah. beach at 1 p.m., 2 p.m., and I'm like, oh, now I get it. This is why siestas were invented because this is the time of the day where you should not be awake. You should right. be somewhere shady sleeping because it is dangerous. So hot. Yeah, it was uh, hot and humid. And and people were just going down. What was I going to say about this? Uh, it's my turn to thought because I just keep thinking of you. Projectile vomiting after eating sushi. I'm sorry. Well, no, but uh, no. The, to be fair to them, it was a platter outside on a table. Don't ever eat sushi. that been sitting outside. Never, never in the hot eat sun. Sushi in in a sort of like a serve yourself situation. Yeah, I that think was it has to be made to order. Right, that's when sushi is safe. I don't know. Did, did you have sushi? Well, there was a sushi restaurant at our hotel in Cancun. No, I was too cheap to go to that. I ate like you know tacos and you know. I didn't. I didn't go super expensive. So basically, you and I were on a honeymoon essentially for a couple of weeks because, well, you had to work a lot. I was just there waiting to work. Uh, yeah, but we'd have days off, and there's you're at this giant resort, beautiful place. Yeah, Ritz Carlton, but there's not really a whole lot to do except sit around at the pool, and that's kind of it. Yeah, um, and I don't do well in. I mean, I hide. I hide under an umbrella and try not to get some. I have like a like three days max in a tropical uh-huh. vacation, so I felt kind of bad because it was like, oh, this is you know most people. I mean, I I loved it, but you know, I I should have I should have loved it more than I I did because 
It no, was, especially because it, it was free. It's but it's absolutely beautiful there. Yeah, it really was. It was so pretty, but amazing. after a couple of days, you're like, "What do I do with myself now?" Yeah, it gets weird. It's like, "Boo, I'm in a beautiful resort." You know, because it's yeah. like you can't have to, if you eat an ice cream sundae every day. It's not special anymore. That's right. When you're on vacation for two weeks, and you're like, "Oh God, I, I need to go be stressed out for a couple of days so I can enjoy." Exactly. These days off. Plus that place, it's like you can't really leave because next door is another giant resort. And all of them are sort of these all-inclusive places, so you can't really go there. And what are you going to do if you go there anyway? It's another pool and another beach. Which so. I love. The hotel that we were filming at was more of like kind of a, a swingers hotel. Not a swingers hotel, but it was more like where the – The Ritz-Carlton yeah. was like families. It was kind of like – A little hoity-toity. Yeah. yeah. And then we were, we were filming at a different hotel, and it was like, like by yeah. the pool, right. like swim up bar. They have foam parties. Foam party. <laughs> did you see? Did yeah. you actively see a foam party? I did one day, and then they also had <laughs> on I think Tuesday nights they had Studio Fifty Four, oh. which was basically just a disco ball outside, and you could get just your any excuse to like <laughs> touch each other under the water is what they were doing in the pools. Uh, yeah, it was what. They that's seem to be having a good time. That's what a phone party is for. It's so that you can... Uh, really? N- yes. I I did go to a phone party once. <laughs> and it was the most magical experience I've ever had. I can't... I don't understand. It was at this bar called MJ's that no longer exists in Silver Lake. And my friends were like, we're, we're going. I'm like, okay. And it's just like, you feel so soft and like you're floating and flying in the air. I did not do drugs. I'm not oh. a drug person. I had like maybe two drinks, so I was not, <clears throat> I was not high no, in any way, but I felt life. like I was because the foam is so delightful. I recommend you go. Well, the only to a phone party. The closest I've been to a phone party is one time I was going through a drive-through uh, uh, car wash, and I my my window was accidentally <laughs> down, and all that foam came inside <laughs> and the water, and it's I was laughing and kind of crying at the same time. <laughs> Because it's such a mess, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was that was crazy. You're just getting hit with all this stuff, and you're like, "Oh, what's happening?" And you're going, "How can I be so stupid to have the window down?" And a, but I was. <laughs> now I'm imagining so. you e- eating like a tray of grocery store sushi. I, well, yeah, in I had your to, car. I had to put down my sushi and roll car. up the window. Really? Oh. <laughs> oh I wish God. it was that. It was probably yeah, drive-through McDonald's because I do that too. Oh, yeah. what's your what's your jam at, at Mickey D's? Well, it, honestly, I've got it down to science. It's usually quarter pounder cheese because it's easy to eat while you're driving. Okay. But if I'm close to home, a Big Mac because I enjoyed the Big Mac. Oh, wow. And I don't eat the Chicken McNuggets anymore after seeing one of those movies those, about fast yeah, food. Yeah. But you would think that I wouldn't eat anything after seeing one of those movies. But that only stopped me eating the McNuggets. Oh, I just watched a video about how they make goose down, and I'll never be this. Luckily, I don't support goose down because I have allergies, and I have to have pillows with, with a synthetic filler in it. Well, that doesn't really count. You don't support it because you're allergic. And on that note, we're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> Are you going to trash it or stash it? And we are back. Mm. Yeah, don't watch the video. If you love like a puffy jacket or a goose down pillow, do not watch how they make them. Also, I'm very I'm getting very close to maybe becoming a vegetarian. Isn't that weird? No. 
It I, isn't. Have you had the Impossible Burger or the Beyond no, Burger? No, not yet. yet. I, I want to try it. Okay. Well, speaking of meat, I had to, I one time about maybe two years ago, I had a little Easter gathering at my place, and I went uh, to Honey Baked Ham to get a Honey Baked Ham. The one on La Brea? <laughs> this is the one in Burbank. Oh, okay. <laughs> and for some reason, there were, like, uh, protesters outside uh, talking <laughs> They were the hand of this tiny little mom and pop store, oh, and they were protesting, um, you know, hogs being kept in in small cages, oh. which I'm totally against too. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think Honey Baked Ham does that. I can't. I don't know. I don't know why they were there. I don't know why they weren't at just a regular grocery store, but they were like taking like you know video of us and stuff as we entered the store as if we were like making drug deals and i got really upset and i don't usually do this but i like turned to one of them and said lettuce screams when you pick it and because i just thought why are you picking on poor little this little mama pop store like people are just trying to get their easter ham i don't even eat ham that often but i thought i want to have it for easter I, I and I don't even believe in the resurrection. <laughs> I know. First off, I would so, need to back up. There's like, all of that. Why are you having but, an Easter gathering? I don't know. Just because I felt like it. So you well, know, were there deviled eggs? I do of, love a of, deviled egg. Oh, of course. In fact, speaking of food, this is becoming like the food channel. Yes. I one time went to a party. I didn't know anybody there, and so I just ate the whole plate of deviled eggs. <laughs> Every one of them. This story and- ends with you in the bathroom. <laughs> no, Vomiting. for, for know, some reason, those, no, that, those all what? stayed down. So, uh, yes, I love a good deviled egg. I ate the whole <laughs> so plate. Egg, eggs that have been sitting yeah. out at room temperature, tepid, tepid with mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Uh, that, that somehow works. That worked for you. Why are people are so afraid of mayonnaise? Know. I don't know. I just think, you know, if you're lonely at a party, eat the deviled eat eggs. Them. Although they don't last that long because they're so fast you know what i mean you kind of yeah because there's it, it looks like a lot but there's usually yeah. only ever like 12 of them out yeah. at one time and they they go pretty quick i one time was at a at a little hollywood gathering and i saw leonardo dicaprio by Di, dicaprio by himself eating out of the chip bowl i thought if leo can eat out of the chip bowl alone i can certainly have some double eggs <laughs> at a different party <laughs> so just just know this audience if you if you're ever lonely and you're just like <laughs> Because I've been there. I've been there where you're eating, like, the sad, like, tiny, like you know when the corn chips, there's, like, chips and salsa, but, mm-hmm. like, all the big chips have been taken, yeah. and so you're kind of you're eating. you just done to the little You've got the like, little crumbly ones, and you're trying to dip them in the salsa, but then your fingers are getting in the salsa, and you feel weird and gross about it. Just know that Leonardo DiCaprio has probably He's done, done that. He's done it. He's done it. He's done that. He's been by himself at a party feeling weird. Yeah, I can't say he did it with salsa and chips, but he just oh. he did it with Okay, that's just, just me. He did it with regular chips. That's so. just me dipping my uh my grubby hands into community yeah. salsa. Oh no. Wow. I um I don't know why I'm telling this, but this makes me re- I just last night remembered out of nowhere that one time. I'm just thinking of this cuz Leonardo DiCaprio just like random celebrity settings. I saw Scarlett Johansson on La Brea. Um, I think it was where La Brea. It was like outside of La Brea Bakery, maybe where they used to be, and uh, she was having a very heated conversation. I think with her agents or her representatives, and and she kept yelling into the phone. She's like, "I have an amazing. My singing voice is amazing. I am like I have 
such a good voice. And there's so many other actors out there who are releasing albums and recording songs. I don't like all these other actors. They're be, they're being taken seriously as singers. I should be having an album. There's I no agree. reason. She there's it's not too late. She can do it and get one out for Christmas. Do you think? Do you think she, it's a wise move on her part? Yes, I think it's. I Will think she be still taken seriously as an actor? Uh, more so. More so. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Is like it a weird that I was scene? just eavesdropping on her conversation? Oh, I think like it's that. fantastic. But I was also, I was just like, no, that is a bad career. I want. I should have taken her aside and said, like, no, that's a bad career move. Ugh. Also, I, maybe she was doing. I was tweeting about this last night. My uh, method of like. When you feel weird in public and you don't want to talk to people, just pretending you're on your phone. Yeah. Do you think maybe she was doing that? She didn't want to like have I, to talk to. I don't know if she'd people. be screaming about her singing career. What, what if it was all a performance? <laughs> what if it? What if I was on Punked and I never know, knew it and they never aired it? Sad. Sorry, I have to get serious with my podcasting here. Uh, this segment, I've gone through your IMDb or your Wikipedia page, and I oh. look at something. And that stands out to me because so, so much of the time there's so much garbage on that. Like You're like, who put that up there? Why is that there? So I'm going to ask know. you first, is there something that you're like, oh, I wish I could throw that away, get that off of there? Or that something that people like ask you about constantly, maybe in interviews that you wish you could just like throw away? You're sick of it. Yeah, like probably half of my AIMDB page. <laughs> <laughs> there's something, there's something that stood out to me that I'm like, oh, I bet he hates this. Is there one Is there one that stands out to you that you're like – The one oh. that you're probably going to ask about? Well, there's two that if I were you, I would be asking about. Okay. One of them was a writing credit called Satan's School for Girls. <laughs> Okay, that was not the one I chose, but okay. Uh, and then uh, I can guess what the other one was, but I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to have you say it. I'm okay. going to say if it's what I think it is. Okay, well, this was not a credit of yours. This is oh. just like a, trivia. Like a, trivia, like did you know that? Okay, um, you went to the same alma mater. Your high school oh. was the same. You and David Hasselhoff. That's right. Went we to the both, same school. We did. I mean, he's older than I am and I've only but yes we went to the same line do people ask you about that a lot uh, or does I come up are you like I just to me that was a uh, red flag why is this even on there um you know no they don't ask a lot about it because nobody knows who I am but <laughs> that is if, true but it's kind of cool I mean yeah I mean I met him one time because I used to uh be uh I was part of a comedy group called The Groundlings, which is on Melrose in, in L.A. And he came to see a show, and I met him and said, hey, we went to the same high school. Oh. And then he, you know, turned and walked away. <laughs> he didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. But he's super tall. And he looked, And the thing I remember most about David Asseloff was like, oh, he looks just like David Asseloff. It's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you see somebody and they don't, you know, you don't even recognize them. With them, it's like, oh, that's David Asseloff. Plus, he's like seven foot tall, so yeah. I mean, I don't know how tall he really is. But I remember in the '90s, after I graduated from college, I, I was trying to come up with like ways I could like hit it big in a different kind of way. I'm like, you know what? I I speak German. I could go to Germany and I could become like the next David Hasselhoff. Like, yeah, I can sing. Uh, I was really I, I had dreams of I had a dream that was no one else's dream, which is to become the next David Hasselhoff. I did not achieve that. Um, if there's it's any not too late. You German producers listening, me, me and ScarJo could duet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying there there could be time for me to still become a pop sensation. I yeah. Why not start tomorrow? Okay. Can I? I 
I'm dying. I have some dying, burning questions. Uh, I never. Right. I don't think I asked you while we were on uh, our honeymoon <laughs> together. You know that people are obsessed with you from many of your performances. Um, I don't know that, and it seems the only people that seem to care are super old people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is so untrue. Okay, I'm just gonna. We're, I'm going. And, they are, and they're just probably being polite. <laughs> But you know what? They're still people. They count. That's true. They do. Um, they don't spend any money anymore, but that's okay. So, okay. So, I, I hate admitting this to you because I just want to be cool and be your friend. But as I deeply love the movie Bridesmaids, mm. and obviously we did this movie with Kristen and Annie who were Academy Award nominated for their script for I Bridesmaids. Know. I think it is a perfect, perfect movie. And for, I know that people are obsessed with you and your scenes in the, the, the jewelry store and the arguments that you get into with Kristen Wiig's character. I mean, do people ask you, I'm sure they ask you a lot about this, like, oh my gosh, how much of this was improvised? What did you say? Did you do that? Like, what was that? Uh, Paul Feig is really, he directed that movie and he, the way he did it, which I thought is brilliant for comedies, you would do the scripted version, which was very funny, and that's what most of it is. Yeah. They had a writer on set that would come up with, um, you know, a couple of new lines here and there. And you would do versions with those new lines. And then you'd also get uh, a few times to improvise, too. So it's sort of a, a mix of all of it. And that's it's really it's, that's what makes those movies, I think, with with him, like, just really fun. I just remember the, the first time I saw Waiting for Guffman, mm -hmm. which became my favorite movie i mean it did it kind of just blows my mind because like, i didn't when i first watched that i didn't waiting for government i didn't know it was improvised and to me it was the most hilarious thing i'd ever seen and then finding out after the fact that it was improvised it was like a whole other level also i mean do, are people constantly quoting the things you say in those movies to you yeah here and there do I you mean, get sick yeah. do you get sick mm. in that is it like ugh. um oh, i get so sick of people complimenting my work <laughs> I barely stand it. No, no, yeah, it's fun. I mean, because to me, the uh, unless they're drunk. Oh, I bet that happens, but, right? Yeah, if they're not. Yeah, I can imagine myself coming up to you drunk at a bar. I mean, like screaming. Your, I mean, because the just say it, Tom. The um, Aggie can sing and dance. The only other person in the world that can do that is Barbara Streisand. That to me is like one of the greatest things that's ever been said in a movie ever. Is it oh. weird that I'm saying that to you right now? I'm no. sorry. Well, because it's true. <laughs> I mean, she is sort of the only other one besides Quirky St. Clair. Also, I will say, I didn't really know how like TV or film acting worked. And I saw that movie and I, I thought film acting can be like, you're just making it up as you, you're just talking and you're just saying the lines as if you're a real person. Like, it finally <laughs> dawned on me that, that that's how acting works. Well, he, I mean, Christopher Guest is brilliant. And it, like, he, on that particular movie, I was going to be playing a town council person. And he said, like, what? We had a little conference before we started. And, like, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to work at a pharmacy. And I picked that profession because when I was a kid, I did work in a pharmacy behind the counter. So I knew a little bit about so all that. improvise about and it. And then I said, I want to secretly be in love with Corky. And I... <gasps> that was and you? I, and yeah, and I said... Oh, and I said I was, and God, I, this is so satisfying! <laughs> and that I was jealous that I wasn't in the show. So I did tell him that those are kind of the points I'd be... And he agreed, which was great. Oh, and so... Um, this makes me so So that was really happy. fun. Because he could have said no. 
you know, and so I was lucky in that regard. I don't know why we as fans of things and especially fellow actors, like when we know that something was like, when it, when we know it's your idea, like, was that your idea? Did you yeah. add that in there? Like, I don't know why that gets us so excited, but it does. Like, we want It's weird because like when we did Best in Show, uh, Parker Posey and I played husband and wife and we both were, we both wore braces and that idea came from Christopher during our meeting ahead of time. He's like, what if you both wore braces and he just came up with it in the meeting and was like yeah let's do it uh, so it's it's just weird how that wasn't in the script or anything and we didn't think of that he did i uh, i remember trying to figure out how in my days of doing sketch comedy because of that i was trying to figure out like how do you how do you get braces like fake braces like where can i get those and they do have sort of like fake teeth that have braces attached to them you right. Hollywood twin costume but I did do a little research and it said that you guys had uh, uh, braces that were attached to retainers I you... did no Is Parker that... we both went to the same orthodontist Parker really got braces <gasps> because she wanted to fix a little thing while, oh, while, oh. while we were <laughs> while filming we were doing it. and I had already had braces as a kid so I thought well I'll just get retainers but I kind of wish I would have done it the other way around just because the retainers are really hard to talk with. And oh. I, had to, I had to wear them all the time anyway just so that I could hit the tongue in the right place. And I yeah. didn't, didn't sound, you know, I live all the time. So I should have just gotten them put on the teeth. It would have been easier. Oh, my God. That is... Yeah. And I still have the braces. They're in my drawer at home. What? <laughs> yeah. You can just throw those on anytime. Anytime I want. Why are adult braces so deliciously amusing? I don't know what it is. Yeah, I like so I liked much... it with those characters sort of just because I think they were just trying to improve themselves, like like constantly know. improving. Yeah. There's like lifetime and learners, like it's never too late to never improve too yourself. Late. And they didn't have them as kids, so they're going to get them as adults, and you know it's going to pay off in two years. And they're trying to be perfect. Like and did the you dog. wear turtlenecks? I wore a lot of turtlenecks because yeah. that just makes me laugh. <laughs> Was that? Did you say hey? Wait, how does the costuming work? Do they? Is there a costumer that's like, no, bring your own stuff? On, with Christopher Guest, which is, well, I brought a lot of my own stuff for Waiting for Guffman, which is weird because I, I wore all white collared shirts. And I thought, my guy's a little bit like he's fancy for this town. Um, and, but the costume person liked it and let me do it. And then on the other ones, you get to kind of like Parker and I wanted to wear like pettable clothes sort of. So. <laughs> And we, but we were also into like catalogs, so we went to all the the big stores and shopped, and for pettable stuff. And the 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 person followed the sort of the costume designer went with us, and so yeah, we had a lot of say about what we wore, which was really cool. Oh, I'm so happy about that because yeah. I feel like sometimes for me as a person who works from the outside in, like yeah, let me let's like I let the costume do the acting for you, like. Let me like tell you what my want my character to look like, but it's most nice. of the time you don't get that. Oh, of say. course, most of the time you never do it. They say here, put it yeah, on put this. Put on this this and ugly then... shirt I found in the basement of the Fox <laughs> costume <laughs> warehouse. Or we think this is really funny, and you're saying no, but Please. then you have to wear it anyway. The number of times a costumer has tried to get me to wear an ascot as a contemporary homosexual in in the you know the time that we're living in, and I have to say, no, we don't actually wear. Uh, ascots or um, yeah, what's that other kind of poofy tie? Um, what's that, that? It was like a, it's a that cravat. Uh, cravat. Thank you, thank you, sir. Cravat. I don't know why they think we're living 
as Oscar Wilde in the right. 1800s. Or 1968 when they were like on the match game. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, so all gays Charles are Paul, Nelson Riley wore Yeah, Paul one. Lynn and Charles yeah. Nelson Riley, you guys are going to wear um, a, yeah. a, a flouncy tie. Okay, so, And something that was in fashion for maybe... I don't know, six months, maybe? Yeah, I don't know why that's their go-to. Okay, anyway, we're going to take another little break, and then we're going to come back and play some Trash or Treasure. Mm. Let's play a mini Trash It or Stash It. I'm not going to make you trash the movies, but the locations in which the movies filmed in. Uh, Guffman filmed where? Somewhere in the Midwest? No, Guffman was supposed to be Missouri, Blaine, Missouri, but we shot most of it in a town called Lockhart. Oh, was this in Texas? Texas, which oh. is near Austin. Okay. And I loved it. You and loved I, it. And so I, you would you would uh, not trash that city. You would stash it? Not only I would not only stash it, I love Austin and I go there I try to get there at least once a year. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, because of that experience. Okay, best in show. What was the location there? Uh it was Vancouver. Vancouver, trash it or stash it? Uh, I would stash it, except, and I love Vancouver, except it, it rains a lot. And yeah. so people would always go, it's so beautiful here. I go, yeah, but it's still raining. But yeah, it did was Did you stay at the, the, the Sutton Place yes, Hotel? AKA did. the Slutton. Yes. Where you can play elevator roulette. You just never know what famous person is going to be it was in crazy. the elevator. So many people. There was like, I mean, I, th- I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger there, I saw Sean Penn there. And then I shot I shot a TV series um, a year and a half ago there for NBC called Trial and Error, and it's sort of now turned into more of like the CW stars where a lot yes. of them are there. Yes, but that's still kind of fun. Is you know you see all of them. I just remember around. one time I was filming and I was had shared a wall with James Vanderbeek and his Ooh. bulldog. Um, I saw Mirsa Reno got in with a stroller and like three beautiful children and her gorgeous husband. I was just like, what's happening? Uh, like a uh, Brooke Shields was, was wow. like, you just the doors open. And you're like, oh wow, it's, it's you. crazy. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, third movie, uh, A Mighty Wind. Where did that film? That Mighty was... Wind filmed here. Yeah, and Trash it or stash Los Angeles. Uh, stash it on most days. Some days not crazy about it. But they also filmed slightly in New York, and I did not do the New York stuff. But okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then, and then uh, for your consideration? For your consideration, shot here. Stage? Okay. Yeah, and well, so was Mascots. Okay, never mind. That was that mini version of that game. <laughs> didn't work so well, but now I learned some things. Okay, so now is the time on the show where we tra- trash or treasure. I've asked you to bring me some items. Hopefully it's not those Werther's Originals. Well, those Werther's Originals, by the way, have melted onto the napkin, so now I so can't now even eat them. So now you're never even – it's never going to happen for well, you. Well, I will peel them off after we're done. I can't do it. Okay, now. I'm going to take a bite of my donut while you pull those out. Now, don't tell me which okay. is trash or treasure. Right, I'll just bring you them both out at the same you're time. You present them to me. Um, and I'll just hand them over. <laughs> I'm very excited! Oh my god! Oh my god. Okay. Sorry, hold on. This donut, there's excitement. Now, I've yet to get feedback from listeners as to whether this even works. Well, you might want to take a picture of it so they can at least see them, right? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'm not telling you how to do your show. No, please. But while I'm, you do that, I'm open I'm to eat suggestions. Um, mm. Because I, I'm, I'm not sure yet, because this is definitely. A visual experience in an aural medium. I love that word, aural. I had a class in college when I was a music major called sight singing and aural training. It's so gross. A-U-R-A-L. It is kind of weird. Because he thinks it sounds like oral training. Mm -hmm. And we used to call that class um, sight screaming and aural straining. The two items that are in front of me are, one, 
it's like a magnetic base. Is it okay if I'm touching it? Yeah. Okay. A magnetic base with like little metal shards that you can sort of turn into shapes, and the little shapes are all dolphins that sort of uh, stick to each other, and you can you can make them you can move them around to a wave formation. It's just like one of those things that you would see on the desk at a bank if you're like applying for a savings account or for a loan. My grandma was a banker, so that I remember there was these types of things. So, you know, that you could make small talk or play with while you're waiting for your things to be approved. Okay, so that's the first item. The second item I, I really identify with because I did one time have a person mistake me for this fictional character. Um, it is a... Hermie the dentist elf from that Rudolph claymation movie and yes one time I was at a party and someone was like oh you're an actor yeah I feel like I've seen you in something oh yeah you were in that in that movie like you're an elf you want to be a dentist I'm like "Uh, no that's an animated claymation movie like it's not even a real person like not all gay people look alike. We don't all look... See, uh, yes, I do look like this character sometimes, especially when I was young. Anyway, it's Hermie, the dentist elf, like finger puppet on top of a sort of uh, Christmas candy peppermint stick. It's not necessarily peppermint, but it's like... It's red, white, and blue, so I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, well, it matches his outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my choices are Hermie, finger puppet on top of candy, or... This dolphin thingy. I feel like the thing from the bank, I feel like it's just something that you would have, and you're like, oh, why, why do we even have that? And to me, this Hermie the Elf, it looks well-loved. The candy, it's not a recent piece of candy, I don't think. Um, so I feel like you've been holding on to it for a while. And maybe you have an affinity for the Rudolph classic Christmas movie. So I'm going to say that I think Hermie the Elf is your treasure and that these dolphin magnet thingies are your trash. Am I right? Uh, no. What? But but they both hold a special place in my heart. But um, if I was talking about, if I'm going to trash one, Hermie's probably. I've had Hermie. You're absolutely right. I've had Hermie forever because I had the same thing. People would joke that I was Hermie and I, all my friends would send me congratulatory like cards in the mail and emails and phone calls whenever they play Rudolph saying good luck on just on the show tonight oh so my god what so, is it with people I don't know so I I was also mistaken for her not mistaken but like haha you you were Hermie and I've had that thing forever that's like the candy is the wrapper's <laughs> coming off the candy and it's, it, it goes in my little pencil chart and so I've you know and I've I'm kind of getting to the thing with with things where it's time if it's not giving you joy. It no longer sparks yeah. joy. And it does still spark joy, but I thought the candy's getting really old and some ants are going to get into it soon. So, okay. And the reason I like the Dolphin's Magnet desk thing is because when I worked on Glee, uh, I, was a, I was first an actor, a recurring character on it, and then I became a writer on it. And to play kind of a silly joke on another writer – Every year I would um, – his name is Matt Hodson, and we all had these little offices over at Paramount Studios. And I would every year bring things into his office as if he, you know, collected them himself. And so one year it was all dolphins, like dolphin <laughs> memorabilia. 
including that. And, you know, <laughs> ceramic dolphins. One year it was ceramic teapots <laughs> and pitchers that I would go to, I'd go to like uh, thrift stores and buy, you know, for like a dollar. And I just stuck them all over his office. And then, and then another year it was, um, like, uh, Outer space memorabilia, including like little so you're Martians. For, you're forcing him to collect things. Yes, and just so as a joke. And honestly, okay. so people would walk by and go like, "Why do you collect dolphins?" And then I think the last year I had him collect Jimmy Carter memorabilia. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> and so it just looked like he was crazy person, and so it just kind of made me happy. And uh, at the end of our time there, he uh, threw everything out, and I kept. I kept the dolphins, so and, I, and I kept you, a couple teapots. Had you given – was this the one that you had specifically given to him, or were you like, oh, I want that? Oh, no, I gave – everything I gave to him. Oh, so, I, so but, you and were I would, the only one Yes, I'm the only one, on this and I sneak – I would sneak it in. I would not announce that I'm doing it, so he would just arrive, and there it would be. And he was – you know, he thought it was funny enough that he kept it in there the whole time, so. And did, on the first time you started doing that, did you surprise it? And he was like, why is this in my Yeah, at the office? beginning, it was sort of, And then you finally admitted to that it was I think was he you. figured it out, and I would never admit it. So, Well, you never admitted to him that never. you were... So to the this whole... day, I haven't. So if he listens to this podcast, he's going to find out. I Are mean, you he obviously, me? he knows it was me. But, but you never talked about You never acknowledged no, that never, you were the no one once. being his, like, essentially, like, year-round secret Santa. Nope, never. And giving him... I wanted everyone to think he was crazy. Uh, <laughs> I love the way uh, your brain works. I did that. I did that at another job one time where this this uh, this uh, girl that I worked with, she was really funny and really nice. And we had a lawyer that worked there that um, people didn't enjoy very much. And he wore polo cologne, and so I found that polo cologne and I would spray it in her office. <laughs> and so she would go like, you know, Jerry's been in here. Jerry's been in my office. And and I never told her. And so. <laughs> You're a monster. So it was like for like two years, she thought that the lawyer was coming into her office during like off hours and snooping around or something. <gasps> so yeah, it was super fun to do. Because oh, like no one wears, God. no one wore polo cologne except for this guy. And I just luckily found some and started spraying in her office. You're you're doing uncredited pranking. I like to do secret pranks, but that that won't hurt people. Yes. So that's, you know, you don't want it to them Yeah, it's to not be a hurt. prank because it's not really, it's less, but, it's less of a prank and more of a... Um, but it is fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to have to have you back. Um, oh. I know I know it's your dream to just like be a, a perennial guest on my podcast, but I'm going to force you to come back because I have more questions. I didn't even get to ask you. Yeah. Well, just know I'm obsessed with you and... You're... Instagram always makes me laugh. Well, thank you. Um, you're going to be on there. I'm going to have to select an outfit of yours mm -hmm. that I would like to recreate. You can send I me. Have two, I have two, and you can pick which one you want. Yeah, it can be a red carpet outfit. It can be what? It can be a character I, outfit. I whatever you want. I have them with me, but what? But okay, do I'm you excited. Want them now, or you want it later? No, we can when the when the show comes out. We'll okay. make it a surprise for All the right. people. Okay, you can see us in the in uh, Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar in 2020 at some point. Be sure to listen to the Lady Gang podcast and their network of other hilarious and delightful shows at, on Podcast One. Am I doing this podcast thing right? You can send me some feedback. You can slide up into my DMs on Instagram at Tommy Link. Um, just drop me a line. Let me know if you're enjoying hearing about the people's trash and what it what it says about them and if it's working as a visual, visual thing in an aural 
um, art form. Anyway, you guys are great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Trash Cast with me, Tommy Link. You can find me on the socials at Tommy Link on Instagram, TikTok, etc. Or if you're on Twitter, I'm at Tom Link. This has been a Lady Gang Network podcast for Podcast One, produced by Will Sterling. And if you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and share on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.